0: is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. Let's hit the waiver wire. Let's go. Now, here's some
1: combination of Adam, Jamie, and T.
2: All right, if you need a quarterback here in Week 10, everybody, you might have a chance to pick up one of three quarterbacks who have among the three best matchups in fantasy. We'll talk about that. One of them might be Andy Dalton. You may not want him. One of them might be Alex Smith. You may not want him. The other might be Baker Mayfield, and you may want Baker Mayfield. Uh I am Adam Azer with Dave Richard and Heath Cummings. No Jamie Eisenberg on today's show. Good morning, Dave and Heath. What's up, everybody? What's up, Adam Azer? Oh, you know. Uh, it's waiver wiring. Going to rock the vote later. That's exciting. Everybody yep. vote. Do your patriotic duty. That's I've right. already voted. Me I'm too. So far ahead of you. Yeah, New York doesn't I've have early, early voting. It's. <laughs> you voted twice. Good for you, Dave. Way to go. Um. Hey, let's uh, let's get right into it. Give me your top three waiver wire priorities for fantasy week ten. I'm gonna go with Mike, Jack,
1: and Marquez. Mike Davis is gonna be number one. Jack Doyle, tight end, Indianapolis, will be up there for me, and probably number three behind Marquez Valdez Scantling. Who appears to have a clear path to being the number two receiver in Green Bay, ROS. That means
2: rest of season. MVS. Yeah, you're not going to get a lot of
1: argument from me
0: on that list. I'll go Mike Davis number one, MVS number two. I will go with
2: Sir Anthony Miller at, uh, number three. If you need a tight end this week though, is, is Jack Doyle the one you're going to look at? There's only been one tight end with more than, I think, 35 yards against the Jacksonville Jaguars this year, um, and that was Travis Kelsey. Zach Ertz did not do it. Rob Gronkowski did not do it. Uh, so Doyle does have that matchup, whereas Ben Watson is at Cincinnati. They're terrible. Vance McDonald is facing a team that gives up the most fantasy points to tight ends in Carolina, and maybe Vernon Davis. Uh, if Jordan Reed is at – do we know what Jordan Reed's status is?
0: He, fi- he played at the end of that game, so we are ranking him. If if he was out, Vernon Davis would be by far my favorite choice for this week. Um, is Vance McDonald available in enough leagues to qualify?
2: Well, 75% owned. So. Okay,
0: so we're not going to consider
2: him. Well, I, I like to consider those guys. I mean, I always put them in a separate category, the owned in 65% of, of, of leagues or more, and he might get dropped because – you know, he's not that good. <laughs> and he had 20, Coming off a bad game. In PPR, so
0: Doyle's definitely the right choice because I think
1: even if Jacksonville's defense plays well, he's going to catch five passes. I think he's the best choice regardless of format because of just how he's used and what Indianapolis does. They're going to lean on him. He's going to get some good volume. He's done it in every game he's played in. So he's far more appealing in PPR than non-PPR. But I, I'm going to go after him in both.
2: Okay. So let's go through the news and notes and just get everybody set up for the week here. Four teams on by, and A.J. Green is out at least two weeks but does not need toe surgery. Those two games will be the Saints at home and the Ravens on the road. Obviously, Tyler Boyd uh, is owned. Are you going to be looking to pick up John Ross, guys? I think he's a worthwhile speculative
0: ad. I wouldn't feel good about using him this week. There's another tight end we didn't talk about who I think should benefit. And he, boy, did he let us down in his last game. But C.J. Uzama, I think we'll see more targets this week as well.
2: Who, Dave? Uzama. There you go.
1: Le'Veon Bell. Every time I say it, by the way, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I close my eyes and I tilt my head back. Uh huh. It's oh, the I... exact same move you
0: do when you do the regulate mount up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whenever I that's do. that's your go-to move for theatrics.
1: That's how I look at home when the kids are driving me crazy.
2: Shut up! If he, you should have heard Dave do an Ultimate Warrior on, on Saturday show, it was maybe my favorite podcast moment. It was great. I, you know what? I'm going to have to cut that clip and uh, make it go viral. Uh, Levion Bell not expected great. to return this week. He needs to return by next Tuesday to sign the franchise tag, uh, the tender, to be eligible to, to play this season. Do you guys think Le'Veon Bell is playing this season?
1: There's a part of me that thinks he won't because he's going to challenge specific language in the collective bargaining agreement that suggests that just because he didn't play doesn't mean he loses a year of eligibility because he was tagged, because he was designated. I, I think the whole thing is just ludicrous anyway, but... I'm going to say that there's like a 20% chance of that happening and an 80% chance of him showing up and then not getting anywhere close to what we normally get out of Le'Veon Bell. I
0: just desperately want
1: a cut-up
0: of all of the Uh things that have been said about Le'Veon Bell on this podcast, starting back in like August when Dave first raised the possibility that we don't know for sure that he's going to show up. And we should give Dave credit. He was the first one to say that. And just responses from that point forward. Every time Adam asks a question about Le'Veon Bell – All the things that have been said. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He'll be back. There have
1: been promises made that he'd show up before the start of the season. Yes. Mm -hmm. There's been reports, and then we feel optimistic about it, that you should trade for him. It's The the truth is is that no one really knows what Le'Veon's plan is. I don't know if Le'Veon knows what his plan is. But the fact that he left Miami is going to make people believe that now he's on his way to Pittsburgh eventually, and he's going to rejoin the team. 80% chance of that happening. Just don't know exactly when.
2: Yeah, well, could be today. It's hot in Miami. Today. Maybe he's just schwitzing a lot. Wants to get out of the sun, you know. Come up to to the north. Uh It's beautiful up here. So, Sony Michelle likely to play this. Oh wait, that's what I was going to say. This other thing. If you have Le'Veon Bell in an IR spot, like that should no. How many questions have we gotten about that recently? Hey, somebody's got on Bell and their IR spy. Commissioners, you need to step up. He can't be on IR. He's not injured.
0: I think the problem is that there is a, another uh, website that, of course, is not as good as CBS Sports that allows that. I know, and, but, but um, don't, let,
2: don't let your league
0: do it. It's well, cheap. Well, I think there are a lot of leagues on that particular website that may just be hosted by the site, and they don't cost any money, and there is not a commissioner.
2: Uh, I don't know how it works. Is that just how it works? Just run by the site. Well, still, they, don't let it happen. It's not right. Uh, Sony Michelle likely to play this week. Does that mean you won't be picking up Cordero Patterson? I, I will
0: not be picking up uh running back slash wide receiver Cordero Patterson.
2: Jordan Reed dealing with neck and back issues, but we just talked about that. Bruce Arians said he would consider the Cleveland job. That would be fun. I was told he uh, – now, now, obviously, he's saying it, but at one point I –
1: Checked in on it, and I was told by somebody that he wasn't interested in coaching again. So it's interesting that maybe his mind changed a little bit. Maybe he got a look at Baker Mayfield, and he did see him up close last week. Maybe you got a look at John Gruden's contract.
0: <laughs> Man, you just uh, oh, be awful for a year
1: or two and get paid a hundred million dollars to do nothing. You know, he might settle for ninety-five.
2: Yeah. Well, first he should sit out for like a full decade, and then get uh, get that kind of money. The Redskins had a rough weekend. They lost at home to the Falcons. They lost both of their starting guards for the season and starting wide receiver Paul Richardson for the season. They've been extremely injured this week. They might get Jamison Crowder back, and somebody on that team is going to do well against Tampa Bay. Uh, but let's talk about Adrian Peterson and without both of his guards. And, uh, you know, not exactly an easy schedule coming up. He's got some of the better defenses, run defenses in the NFL upcoming on the schedule. Uh, including Week 16 against Tennessee or at Tennessee. They've been very good lately. What do we think about Adrian Peterson right now? How concerned are you? I think you missed your
0: sell-high window. Sorry for that. And I would still start him this week against Tampa Bay. I like his chances of getting into the end zone. But he's not going to be a surefire
1: starter the rest of the way. I'll name some running backs that are ahead of him now on the trade chart. And this is certainly more so because of the offensive line because of what happened last week. But... Dalvin Cook leaps and bounds. Leonard Fournette leaps and bounds. Um, David Johnson is still ahead of him. Tevin Coleman—I don't know if I'm really totally comfortable with it—but he's ahead of him. Jordan Howard's ahead of him. Tariq Owens ahead of him. on Johnson is tied with him. Uh, this is a this is not a good situation for Adrian Peterson. But I do feel like the the sell high window is closed, but there's still a window open to just sell. Sell Mortimer sell. That that type of window is still so open.
2: Listen. Some Redskins wide receiver is catching a touchdown this week. Maurice Harris. Do you think that's who it
1: is? He's the slot guy.
0: Yeah. As long as the Touchdown out. probably goes to Dachson.
1: But Harris will be the best receiver. There's no way Dachson can catch a touchdown two games in a row.
0: Well, Maurice Harris, I don't believe, has ever caught one in his career.
1: It's
2: time. <laughs> Chris Johnson retired. Chris Johnson in 2009, ran for 2,000 yards, had 503 more uh, receiving, scored 347 fantasy points in non-PPR. That was better than Todd Gurley last year, but not better than Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is on pace to be 101 fantasy points better than Chris Johnson's 2,000-yard season uh, in non-PPR, and in PPR, probably even more than that. Geronimo Allison may need core muscle surgery. That's why we like Marque- Marquez uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling so much. Tom Brady says he wants to play into 2022, according to Peter King. So that's good for Dynasty. Des Bryant worked out for the Saints. I think Brandon Marshall did as well. Brandon Marshall is going to work out for Detroit. If Des Bryant ends up on the Saints, would you pick him up? No. Okay. Charles Clay is out with a hamstring injury. And let's do the do you expects? Do you expect Marlon Mack against the Jags? Yes. Leonard Fournette at the Colts.
1: It looks like he is trending in that direction. He practiced on Monday.
2: Ronald yeah. Jones against Washington. No. Chris Thompson at Tampa Bay. No, he's not going to play. Uh, sit, right? Chris Thompson not going to play. Correct. You answered it for us. We Sammy don't have to say Sammy Watkins, he is going to play. Absolutely. Allen Robinson against Detroit. Nay. Taylor Gabriel against Detroit. Yep. John Ross against New Orleans. <laughs> CJ Uzama, yes, right. Oh yeah. And Rob Gronkowski at Tennessee. No. Nope. Email of the day. By the way, I do have a very brief Team Name Tuesday today. Very Good. brief, pretty bad. Team Name Tuesday coming up later. Email of the day, fantasy football at CBSI.com. Uh from Vaughn in DC. You often talk about fab bids in terms of percentage. Free agent acquisition budget is that percentage of remaining fab or percentage percentage of original fab?
1: Well, I don't know how much fab you have left, Vaughn. Bon. So I'm just going to say it's the amount of the original.
0: I will say it's the amount of your remaining. But, but look at you!
2: Well, how no. do you know how
1: much Vaughn has left?
2: In no, his it's original. I don't. That's why I give a percentage. It's original. It's original.
0: So what um, if he only has one fab dollar left? Then he should spend 100% on it on anyone I suggest. But you don't actually say 100%. I, from this point forward, I will say a percentage followed by a percentage if you only have $1 left. No. That's going to make the podcast go like
1: three hours.
2: <laughs> well, let's talk fab then. How much of your fab for Mike Davis?
1: All of it. Well, what if you have 100 left? What if you've never spent you a fab job? you've done a really bad job. What if you have well, 50% What if you did a really left? good job drafting?
2: Uh come on. What if you have fifty dollars left out of a hundred? How much would you spend on Mike Davis? I would go like twenty. It okay, here's not twenty percent, twenty five dollars.
0: I think Dave's number is good in just the in a vacuum.
2: Right. That's what we but do, yeah.
0: If I'm in a situation where I don't have a starting running back for this week and I'm sitting at four and five or five and four, I'll spend forty nine bucks on him.
1: What if you only have thirty two? Then
0: I'll spend thirty one dollars on him.
2: But the problem is we don't know that Chris Carson's out.
0: Um no, but the Mr. Optimist, Pete Carroll, said he does not expect Chris Carson to do much this week. Pete Carroll is a filthy liar. So we think he's gonna be negative whenever yeah. actually there's nothing wrong.
2: That's true. No,
1: I that's just my natural reaction to any time his name is said. But it, I the
0: way he talked about Chris Carson and with Chris Carson re aggravating an injury he previously had, I do
1: not expect Chris Carson to I agree. Yeah. I generally agree, but you never know.
2: And Mike Davis has been really good when he's gotten the touches. Okay, so Carson got hurt in last week, week nine, and twenty-two touches, more than a hundred total yards against the Chargers. Go back to week four; Chris Carson did not play, and Mike Davis had twenty-one carries, hundred-one yards, two touchdowns, and four catches for twenty-three yards. Granted, it was a great matchup; it was at Arizona, and this is a this is a good and bad matchup. The Rams this week—that's uh, Seattle's opponent. They allow 4.65 yards per carry to running backs. But you don't really run that often against the Rams. They allow the fifth-fewest rush attempts per game. That said, the Seahawks ran all over them in the first meeting. Both Carson and Mike Davis scored 12 fantasy points in non-PPR. Davis had two catches. And the Seahawks are kind of one of those
0: teams, like the Browns, that even if they lose by two scores. They're going to run it twenty-five times, right? A good also, Davis had seven catches against the Chargers in a game they were down
1: by two scores. So right. I think he's a little bit game script proof,
2: right? Okay, okay. I'd good like points. to amend
1: my fab amount for Mike Davis. Uh-huh. I originally said twenty percent of the original fab. I'm going to go higher. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like twenty-five to thirty percent. I think he's. What if you only have twenty-eight? Then you're going to spend nearly all of that damn amount.
2: Yeah, but if, if, if let's say I'm six and two or. Seven and two. Do you need a running back? No, let's say I'm good. I think I'm more interested in Valdez Scantling long term. Oh, yes, right? sure. Right? Right. And, and, and very, go get Davis. like very interested in Marquez Valdez Scantling. How about you guys? Like he, he, I don't know how much you have to go. I, you might be able to get him for 15 to 20% of your original budget. What do you think?
0: Um, I don't know that I feel a lot different about the two of them. It depends on what position you need. I could see paying a ton for Valdez-Scantling if you're really hurting at receiver.
2: I don't want to fall into the trap because he's not getting a lot of catches.
1: The, th- the thing is— The could change.
0: We are at week 10. Yeah. Most leagues have three
2: weeks left in the regular season. Uh, Four. Th- 10, 11, 12, 13. Sure. That too. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, he, he has three, two, and three catches in his last three games, but he's really producing with them. He has six, five, and six targets in those three games, but it it could change. And this Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantling we're talking about, 44% owned. I'd say he needs to be 80% owned. Thoughts? Does that sound right? Sounds good to me. At least. If you had Larry Fitzgerald or Valdez-Scantling on your waiver wire, who are you going for?
1: I'd rather have Larry. Definitely in PPR. Larry and PPR for sure. I think I'd probably take Larry overall, just because of his situation and the fact that his targets are higher right now than Valdez Scantling's. He's not as fast, clearly, but the volume is going to help him out. Okay.
2: Email of the day number two. Hey Matt, Mark, and John. Matt, Mark, and John.
0: Uh, those uh, is this biblical.
2: Those are Bears coaches. Okay. So Could also be biblical. In Chicago, that's that's biblical. I'm in a few keeper leagues. I've got several people wanting to trade for James Connor. I wanted to know, assuming Le'Veon Bell is elsewhere next season, where would Connor rank in your running back rankings?
1: Top five. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the track record for Steelers running backs in fantasy football is amazing. And James Connor has been playing amazing. He really has. Yep. Yeah, that's, the, he is a first round pick in 2019 drafts. He is only
0: averaging one fewer yard per game. Like, that is, that sounds awful. Like you can one count it, so it is game? fewer, less, fewer, less than Todd Gurley. Really? Oh, Todd Gurley wow. at 136.6, James Connors at 135.6.
1: Wow. So he might end up being like number two overall. Could you see us, well, I mean, we've got Saquon, we've got Green Bunch. It's too soon to say, but top five, he's in there.
2: Yeah, and he used to be a great bargain on FanDuel, but he no longer is. But no. FanDuel, regardless of you paying up at running back or you're finding the cheap ones, which you can do most weeks, FanDuel's a lot of fun. Go to FanDuel.com slash FFT and play in our contest every week, about 1,200 entries about 240 people win money. First place gets $500. And we got an awesome email earlier this year. Hey, I won the FanDuel contest, taking my kid to Disney. I uh, got another email the week after. Thanks so much. Loved the contest. I won $500. People are really excited. And you know what? It's just a lot of fun to play more fantasy football because the season's winding down, and FanDuel goes all the way into the playoffs. By the way, they got basketball. They got baseball. They got, every, they got all the sports on there, so play a bunch of FanDuel. But at FanDuel.com slash FFT... You can compete against us and you can get a $5 bonus when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. So if you're a new user, you haven't tried it yet, what, what are you waiting for? It's so fun. Go to fanDuel.com slash FFT, make your first deposit and get a $5 bonus. We truly love playing on FanDuel. Uh, it's just different. It's just a different kind of vibe because you get to choose from every available player. It's not like, oh, this guy took Todd Gurley. I can't, you can get Gurley every single week as many times as you want. Uh, keep on playing FanDuel contest. So, that bonus is for new users only. The bonus is not available for withdrawal. State and age restrictions apply for full eligibility rules and terms and conditions. Go to FanDuel.com. Uh, alright, we're gonna take a sneak peek at the waiver wire, but I wanna ask you, you know, is now the time to, to make sure you handcuff? It, the time is
1: coming. Uh, you definitely wanna do it. If you've got Todd Gurley, get Malcolm Brown. If you've got Kareem Hunt, Get Spencer Ware. If you've got James Conner, get Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Um, what other great, amazing running backs would we want that Spencer the Ware?
2: For? He said that. He said yeah. that.
1: Yeah, I was doing the Dave. No, That's you okay. were not. I f- totally forgive you.
0: Um I think it
1: is, but only for certain teams. I think it's only for a handful of Running backs that have a good running back behind
0: them. And I meant only for certain fantasy teams. Because, like, we've got ten teams on a buy over the next two weeks. And if you've got a team that's five and four, four and five, there's a good chance you need that bench spot for something else.
2: Yeah, you know, I I was talking to a friend who's talking fantasy football and he said, I pick up Malcolm Brown in, you know, in his leagues and he doesn't own Todd Gurley. It's not a bad idea. If you've got the roster spot, you can pick up another handcuff because I think Brown would be Great if he, oh, I don't even want to say it. Like, I don't even want to say it, but he would be great. Uh, what about Steven Ridley, by the way? It, for for the Steelers, for the James Conner owner. I believe the last two weeks,
0: Steven Ridley has zero carries and Jalen Samuels actually has like four.
1: Hmm, but that, I don't know if that means that if Conner were to miss time, that Samuels would get all the work. I don't think he'd get all the work, but I don't think Ridley would. They either. would split and that's if Levion's not even in the picture, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sweat the James Conner handcuffing until we have a definitive answer on Le'Veon Bell. Someone which said we to will me, in a week.
2: Someone said to me, "I have Trey Burton and uh, one of our listeners emailed us. I have Trey Burton and Zach Ertz. Should I drop Zach Ertz for Dallas Goddard?" And what? I, I said yes. No, I'm sorry. No, you didn't. Should I, should I drop this Should I drop Trey Burton for Dallas it, Goddard? And I said yes because I think you're starting Ertz every week. Burton's not that good. If Ertz gets hurt. I think Goddard's better than Burton, and that's an interesting thing. If you own, you probably own Zach Ertz and another tight end because you just picked up a tight end for your bye week. Do you handcuff him with with Dallas Goddard?
0: Um, I would probably keep Burton if that was my second tight end because A, you could probably trade him, and B, you may need him as a flex.
2: Uh, I mean, okay, that that could be a scenario, but. Uh, I don't know. I you know it's not just running backs that should be handcuffed. You know, if you have an elite wide receiver and you have an opportunity to get maybe the second wide receiver on that team, not a bad idea.
1: Yeah, I just think the ertz for Goddard move doesn't make a lot of sense, especially now that Golden Tate's on the team. I just think Philadelphia would keep Goddard's target volume light to moderate, no matter what happens this year.
2: Sneak peek at the waiver wire. We'll get into it more in depth later, but we have to talk about. Oh, the Sunday night dud, I'd call it. Definitely a bonanza fail. And the Monday night game, which from fantasy purposes is actually a lot more interesting. Um, just for fantasy purposes, not for actual football purposes. Sneak peek. All right, quarterbacks, who are we looking at this week? I think
1: Baker Mayfield's about as good as it gets. There, there, There isn't a, a silver bullet guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick. And Andy Dalton would have been someone that people could have gone back to and picked up, but losing AJ Green just crushes. He's too problem.
0: high owned. People held him through the bye. He's over seventy percent. Um, I I don't have a quarterback in my top fifteen that's owned in less than seventy percent of leagues.
1: Right. It's not a great week to go, but we
0: I will argue over who the number sixteen quarterback is. Uh, and for me, it's Blake Bortles.
1: Oh
2: yeah. My God. No, I mean, look, Bortles rushes for like forty yards. He's on pace for over five hundred rushing yards this year. So there is that, and, and he's been a lot better than Baker Mayfield.
1: Are we sure he plays four quarters? No, three of the
2: I last. I don't
0: think that the Colts defense is chasing him.
2: I'll get into it a little bit more, but three of the last five quarterbacks to face the Colts have scored 33 to 35 fantasy points in six point per passing touchdown leagues. Um, plus, Sam Darnold had 21 fantasy points. So, uh you know, the the, the three good ones, great ones, were Watson, Brady, and Carr. Um, all right, yeah, and you know, honestly, like. I'm a little. I'm not there yet, but Mariota. They came. They came out of their buy. They got rid of Derrick Henry. Basically, they're using Dion Lewis more. Corey Davis should have had a really good game. Mariota is widely available, and they play the Patriots. Piqued my interest. It piqued my interest. Yeah,
0: I, I'm always a little behind on my rankings of the guys that play on Monday night because of the process that I go through. So I don't have a great feel for where Mario is going to be, but he's going to be in that range. I would, I would, ass, I would guess I'll have him
1: ahead of Baker Mayfield. All right. Running back. What are our priorities this week? Mike Davis has to be at the top of the list. And that's the top of the list for everybody, not just at the running back position.
2: Okay. Anyone at Duke Johnson? If Duke Johnson and, and Mike Davis are available, I ask this on Sunday. I'll ask it again. Who are you going for? I'm going for Davis. I'm
1: gonna go for Davis too, but it's a harder choice in PPR because I do think that Duke has staying power, uh, after what we saw last week. And, uh, it's,
2: it's smart. Browns did something smart. Right. Uh, wide receiver, uh, MVS and who else? Uh, Anthony Miller. Anthony what, Miller is a good one. What is with this Anthony Miller stuff? He, he, can he get, can you get 50 yards before we get all excited about it? He had 49 last week. Can he get 60 yards?
1: I mean, I would just, I would trust him this week as the slot receiver for the Bears against the Lions. Slot receivers have been crushing Detroit. And I would imagine that he can find the end zone this week. So as a bi-week replacement at wide receiver, he, he should fit the bill. Um, Maurice Harris is another one. Had a ton of targets, had nice yardage. If Jamison Crowder remains out, Listen, that Washington offensive line went from really good to really bad really fast, and Alex Smith is going to have to get the ball out
0: quick. And I and I think Christian Kirk, yeah, good matchup against Kansas City. And going back to the running backs real quick because I think we only gave two of them. Uh, I want to make sure Ido Smith's owned.
2: Okay, so we've said Baker Mayfield and like Bortles, Mariota, uh, Mike Davis, Duke Johnson, Ido Smith. Valdez Scanling, Anthony Miller, Christian Kirk, and Maurice Harris.
1: Yeah, we should probably mention Adam Humphreys as well. He's yeah. had two straight weeks of very nice production. Yeah. And uh, there, there are suddenly too many mouths to feed in Tampa Bay.
2: He's got eight or more targets in three straight games, Adam Humphreys, and 76 or more yards in three of his last four games. And he will get the Redskins this week. They've allowed double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR to at least one wide receiver in seven straight games. It's more likely to be Mike Evans, for sure, but uh, Humphrey's getting the targets lately. Okay, tight end. It's not the worst streaming week for tight end, in my opinion, especially if if Vance McDonald's available. Um, but who we... Okay, Doyle, we said.
1: Doyle rules. Uh, ben Watson would be next. Uzama would be up there. Um, Jeff Hyreman had a lot of targets. You can't use him this week, though. You're probably looking at... Waiting a week to pick him up.
0: Yeah, I'd go Doyle, then Uzama, then Watson. After and,
1: Doyle, it's just not great.
2: And Vernon Davis, if if Jordan Reed is out, Vernon Davis. Uh Vernon Davis had four games last year with more than five targets. In three of those four games, he had 67 or more yards. And in the other game, he caught a touchdown. So he did respectively for sure.
1: And he seems to just be doing better with Alex Smith
2: this year. Also, we'll talk about Chris Herndon. Herndon led the team in receiving last week. Oh, DSTs. Chargers DST, huge priority. They can win you a week. Well, not just I picked them up last week. Not just them, but J E T S. Against the B-I-L-L-Ss. Yeah. Jets versus Bills. Uh any other DSTs you might be focusing on? Packers are interesting. They're
1: taking on the Dolphins yep. in a get right game at home. Uh the Bills defense is taking on the Jets. That's not the worst matchup in the world, I don't think. That's a game where both teams will walk in thinking they can win.
2: I know that uh, Heath mentioned the 49ers, I think, on Friday and beat the waiver wire Monday night against the Giants. They have had two good defensive games in a row, the the Niners DST, but they for the most part, they've been dreadful this year, which is why the Chargers right. are just so attractive because like we're talking about the Packers' defense has been awful this year. The Jets don't have a good defense. I, I mean... These are not the teams you want to rely on. So, Chargers are going to be by far the best. The Jets have dream, been sure.
0: one of the, like, not a bad scoring defense, right?
2: Well, early, uh, early in the year, they, they, they had very good. a great game against the Lions. They, I think they had a touchdown in each of their first two games, maybe. Um, no, uh, no, they had two in week one. They've had some good games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they might be
1: close to getting Tremaine Johnson back in their secondary and that would stabilize both their outside cornerback spots and might give them the courage to blitz a little bit more. And that would certainly help their matchup against Buffalo. Buffalo's just... Defensive scoring can be different in different leagues, but the league I'm looking at here,
0: the Jets are the number six defense in fantasy points this season.
2: It doesn't surprise me, me, but their last three games, one point against Minnesota, four points at Chicago, then 16 at Miami. But the matchup is so good. Bills are the best matchup for DSTs. Um, Kickers, Jamie's got Robbie Gold, Jake Elliott, Adam Vinatieri, Mike Badgley... On there. Uh, Lambo
1: is my favorite.
2: Lambo is? Yes. At the Colts. Okay. And IDP? Do we have any IDP?
1: I do not have any IDP.
2: Okay. If
1: well, you want to give me some time to look them up, I will.
2: Sure. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. New England 31, Green Bay 17. Yeah, Bonanza fail. So look at the stats for Aaron Rodgers. He is on pace for his most pass attempts ever. More than 5,000 yards. He's never had a 4,700-yard season, so now he's on pace for 5,000 yards. That's all great, but only 30 touchdown passes. That's his pace. He's played eight games. Only two interceptions. That's his That's a 16-game pace. But uh, lowest completion percentage of his career? Almost identical to 2015 when Jordy Nelson was hurt. Anyway, if you told me that Aaron Rodgers is on pace for the most pass attempts and most yards of his career... I would think he'd be blowing away the competition. He's like 12th in points per game.
0: Yeah, if you look at Aaron Rodgers, I think there's one thing that really matters in terms of his bad, air quotes, fantasy season. He has never had a season in his career with a touchdown percentage, a percentage of his throws that go for touchdowns below 5.2%. It is 4.6%. And 0.6 doesn't sound like a lot. But, it kind of is when you're talking about 600 pass attempts over the course of a season.
2: So there, there's a lot to like here, right? I mean, we're very optimistic. I'm, we got to be optimistic about Aaron Rodgers, right? Oh,
0: absolutely. He's my number one quarterback this week.
2: Aaron Jones, that fumble, man, was the biggest play in the game. But it looks like he's claiming the job. Thoughts?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much what it, what we thought it would be after they traded Ty Montgomery. And what it's going to be moving forward.
2: Okay, any other Packers thoughts? No. No, we kind of covered Valdez Scanling already. Josh Gordon had five catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. (laughs) On ten targets. Julian Edelman also had ten targets, so he's had seven or more targets in every game, I believe. And he had six catches for seventy one yards. So he's been he's been dependable. And you can, and he was started in 88% of leagues. Gordon was only started in 70% of leagues. Uh, who do you like better, Gordon or Edelman, rest of season? Completely format dependent for me. I'll take Gordon and non and Edelman and PPR. I think it's also matchup
1: dependent. At least this week it is for me. I like Gordon better and, uh, definitely a non-PPR. Don't remember how I have the original ranking this week in PPR. I will probably say Edelman just to play it safe, but they will be close in PPR
2: do you feel the same way about uh, Brady as you do about Rogers because Brady's actually been worse on a per game basis than Rogers
1: he's been worse on a pre-game basis and they're gonna get Sony Michelle back so you know that they'll try and continue to run the football successfully they did it with Cordell Patterson and Sony should be a better running back than Cordero what a sentence I never thought I'd say anything like that um, Brady's stock is falling just a tick remember we're in a year where there are a lot of really great quarterbacks putting up a lot of great fantasy points and Brady, if he's not asked to throw a bunch and he doesn't have Rob Gronkowski catching touchdown passes, he really isn't as amazing as he was previously.
2: Yeah. Okay, and uh, let's go to the second game. Tennessee 28, Dallas 14. Tennessee had the ball for 34 minutes and 26 seconds. Sean Lee left with an injury in the third quarter. I don't know if he came back. He didn't look like
0: himself in this game anyway.
2: Uh, now, they haven't been a disaster without Sean Lee. But um, they haven't been they haven't been great against running backs without Lee this year. So anyway, uh Mariota twenty six percent own gets the Patriots. Nobody uh well, no, teams throw a lot on the Patriots, but the Patriots are actually very good on a per attempt basis. Mm-hmm. But who are you more excited about, Deion Lewis or Aaron Jones? I I want to give some props to
1: the Titans for doing the right thing coming out of the bye. And leaning more on Deion Lewis as their primary running back. I don't know how long it's going to last for, but uh, let's enjoy it while we can. And I think Deion
2: Lewis is the better, certainly in PPR and probably in none
1: ahead of Aaron Jones.
2: Okay. He was started in 50% of leagues. He had 23 touches and he led the team in receiving and it should, uh, Heath, it should have been a good day for Corey Davis. He's actually 80% owned. So you're, you're going to see him on some waiver wires. Ten targets, yep. six catches, fifty six yards, and should have had a, a short touchdown, but Mariota missed him.
0: Yeah, it was uh really frustrating. Thank you, everyone, who reached out on Twitter and told me that Corey Davis sucks. Um I I still think he's gonna be really good. I wasn't sure about this game, but moving forward I still think he's going to be good, and uh, I'm I'm gonna rank him too high again this week.
2: I mean, to be fair, he averaged like nine yards per catch. It's not like he went out there and dominated, but he got ten targets. That's nice. Um, what do you think about the Cowboys' offense? Lee, how much do you trust Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper? Well, you trust
0: like Ezekiel Elliott. You trust him entirely. Yeah. I would let him watch my children.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, he's on pace for almost 300 carries and 60 catches, which is about double his career high. He's on pace for oh more than 1,800 yards total yards. It's it's not as pretty as it once was, but He's very involved in the passing game. That's good. Yeah, Gamari Cooper, 58% started. Five catches, 58 yards, and a touchdown on eight targets. He was
0: basically Corey Davis, except he got the touchdown.
2: Yeah, they had very similar stat lines, didn't they? Six for 56 for Davis, five for 58 for Cooper. Yeah, yeah, all right. Well, do I really have to ask who you'd rather have rest of season, Cooper or Davis? It's Cooper. Heath. They're really close.
0: Um. I I would hate to have both on the same team because so I'm not sure you'd ever start the right one.
2: Do you think this is the start of something big for Amari Cooper or the start of something average for Amari
1: Cooper? You know, what I like... No one likes seeing the Dak Prescott interception in the first half when yeah. he threw to Amari Cooper when he was double-covered, but Dak's got it in his mind. I The silver lining is that Dak is going to look for Amari Cooper quite a bit. So he, I don't think he's going to get lost in Dallas like he did in Oakland. Yeah. I think they're going to make it a you know, a point every week to get him involved in the offense. And when he's got favorable matchups, like he did against Malcolm Butler, he's going to, uh, he's going to do well. He put on some nice moves. He's going, he's going to get, let's call it a minimum of six targets a week with some weeks getting closer to 10.
0: Um, yeah, I, I think that's probably true. I do worry a little bit that Dak threw into a tight window for the first time in his NFL career and got intercepted and he might not do that again.
2: <laughs> they, I mean, they, uh, they are not good. <laughs> the Eagles, the Eagles are about to run away with that division. And, uh, I think they smash the Cowboys. We're gonna have to week. catch Washington first. Yeah, they, they will catch Washington. Redskins are also not that good. They are pretenders. But, uh, Redskin, it's a Sunday Night Football, I believe. Eagles, Cowboys next week. It will, it not, is. will not be close. will not be close. Uh, anywho, I think we're done with, uh, with that game. You know what? Giving Deion Lewis the ball, smart. Giving Aaron Jones more work than Jamal Williams, that's smart. Throwing an interception in the end zone, absolutely not smart. Dak Prescott was not using ZipRecruiter when he made that decision. ZipRecruiter is the smart way to hire. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT to hire the right person. ZipRecruiter wants you to make those smart decisions using a job site that sends you tons of the wrong resumes to sort through, not smart. And job sites that make you wait for the right candidates to apply to your job, not smart. But ZipRecruiter's different. It doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. And its powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, the right education, and the right experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply. That way you're going to get qualified candidates. You're going to get them fast. ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. So go to ZipRecruiter if you want to try it right now. If you're tired of sorting through a stack of resumes, getting the wrong people, you want to get the right type of people for your company. Go to ziprecruiter.com slash FFT. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT to try it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. That is ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And here we go to the waiver wire. Quarterbacks. There are three quarterbacks who are owned in more than 65% of leagues that I wanted to ask you about. Alex Smith is at Tampa Bay. They allow the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. They've allowed exactly 24 fantasy points to three straight quarterbacks, Mayfield, Dalton, and Cam Newton. That's Alex Smith at Tampa Bay. Andy Dalton, six games without A.J. Green two years ago. He scored 14, 25, 20, 10, 14, and 15 fantasy points in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. Not good. Average 241 yards, seven touchdowns, two picks in six games. Uh, but he's got the Saints, and they allow the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Alex Smith, Andy Dalton, are either of them cracking your top 15 this week?
0: Uh Andy Dalton is number 15 for me this week. So if he was available, I would prefer him to Blake Bortles. I don't think he's going to be great. I
1: don't think there's a ton of upside, but I don't think he'll be terrible either. I can't stand Eli Manning. I've got him ranked ahead of both. Woo!
2: Okay. And just to throw it out there, Ryan Fitzpatrick is 86% owned. Is he a must-own player? Ryan, Fitzpatrick. He's a must-start player. Top 10? Against the Redskins. And the Redskins, really, their run defense is awesome. Their pass defense probably got exposed a little bit. Well, they week. couldn't
1: tackle anything last week.
2: Well, they can't, they'll see if they can tackle Adam Humphreys. So Probably the not. the priorities that are owned in less than sixty five percent of leagues, Baker Mayfield. Is he number one for everybody on the you know the waiver wire, Mayfield?
1: Yeah, assuming you can't get your mitts on Fitzpatrick, then yeah. No. Who do you like? Better? I would prefer You
0: like Bortles. Bortles. I would prefer Um Dak. I would prefer Mariota.
2: Bortles, Dak, and Mariota over Mayfield, okay. I um, we have not Dak. Yeah, we actually didn't talk about Prescott in the uh, waiver wire segment. The, the Eagles pretty good at home. Cam Newton's the only quarterback with more than 16 fantasy points in Philadelphia for what that's worth.
0: Like we have been excited about this upcoming stretch of schedule for Baker Mayfield for ever since he became the starting quarterback and mostly he's just laid an egg.
2: No, I, I wouldn't say that. He had 21 fantasy points last week. He had 24 fantasy points three weeks ago at Tampa Bay. So he he hasn't been great, but he hasn't been terrible.
1: I like that it's a decent matchup. He's at home. Falcons on the road. It's an amazing matchup.
2: It's amazing. Look, Jameis Winston, Eli Manning, Alex Smith, last three weeks against the Falcons, all three of them threw for season highs. Yep. And
1: now Duke Johnson's going to be involved. That's another great outlet for him for completions and for yardage. I, this could end up being Baker's best game of the year. This is I think maybe the fourth straight week we've had that. And he just had, had his, a couple he, of decent he ones. He had his
2: best game of the year three weeks ago, and he had his second best game of the year last week. He, he really hasn't been that bad. Like, he has. I understand why you're hesitant because he hasn't been that good. He ain't winning you a week. Uh Is anybody anybody winning you a week, though, on the waiver wire? I don't know.
1: Nope. You're looking for someone who can get you by while Joe Flacco's on by.
2: Hey, what about Nick Mullins? He's 2% owned. Turn him back into a pumpkin.
1: The Giants are going to turn him back into a pumpkin, huh? Yep. Okay. I, th- I I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that he was taking on the Raiders on a short week. Like, the Giants are not good, but their defense looks like the 85 Bears compared to the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They at least will play with some semblance of pride.
2: They will try to cover someone. Uh Any interest in Josh Rosen at the Chiefs? No. Okay. And Dave, you like Eli Manning this week. He's 30% owned. I do. I do. I think just coming off the bye
1: um, and the 49ers defense isn't as good as Derek Carr made him look last week. I think that connecting with Beckham, Shepard, Ingram, Barkley will help Eli Manning get palatable numbers. I do like Mayfield better.
2: I mean, seven out of nine quarterbacks to face the Niners have scored 20 or more fantasy points in six per passing touchdown league. So that's good enough for a top 15 finish most weeks. And the two that didn't reach that 20 fantasy points were Josh Rosen and Derek Carr. And then Rosen, in his second game against the Niners, did do it. He scored 23 fantasy points. So Eli Manning actually has San Francisco this week and then Tampa Bay next week. Just saying. Uh, yeah. Okay, running backs. Running backs. So, yeah, Mike Davis, clearly the best. But let me, let me ask you about these guys that might be on some waiver wires. Doug Martin, Jalen Richard. Start with them. They're okay. I don't know how,
1: how many weeks we're going to see Doug Martin with 15 plus touches. Not with the way the Raiders defense is playing. Uh, the Chargers run defense did not look good at all. They were getting gashed by Seattle early and often last week. Uh, Richard might be the, Richard's better in PPR, but both of these guys are number three types.
0: Yeah, I, I don't mind Martin as a low-end number two in non-PPR, and you just hope he scores a touchdown, and I don't mind Rashard as a low-end number two in PPR. They both have looked good, but it's assuming Chris situations. Carson's out, I'd rather start Mike Davis over both these guys
1: in either format.
2: Uh Royce Freeman's on a buy, but he's 73% owned. Is now the time to get Royce Freeman, or are you not really that interested?
1: Not really that interested. Philip Lindsay's turned out to be the best running back there. It's going to stay that way.
2: Wendell Smallwood is 66% owned. Would you rather have Wendell Smallwood or a 13% owned Josh Adams?
0: I think I'd still rather have Smallwood, but I know if Jamie was here, he would say Josh Adams. He's very
1: excited about Adams. Smallwood has been dominating um, playing time, touches, third down work. Um, That might change if Darren Sproles comes back. We are probably looking at a situation where there are going to be too many running backs in the mix for Philadelphia. And they added Golden Tate. Who will work as a, um, quasi run game alternative for them. So probably no Eagles running back is going to be great for you.
2: Does Duke Johnson need to be owned in every PPR league?
1: He needs to be owned in every league. Definitely every PPR league. I,
0: I'm not so sure that he's going to be that valuable. Like I, I think he may be a lot like Theo Riddick as, as a, fine,
1: but as a bench guy who's better than Theo Riddick just in general and is sharing with one other guy versus Riddick sharing with two. I'll take him on my bench in a non PPR
2: sharing, but he had one carry <laughs> last week. Well, he's, the I'm so, he's sharing the field now. Listen, the Falcons are the are Duke Johnson's matchup this week. They allow the most catches and mm-hmm. the third most receiving yards per game to running backs. Granted, they have faced Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Giovanni Bernard, Saquon Barkley, and James Connor, uh, so they've had a tough schedule in that regard. But those guys, except for Geo that have destroyed them in the passing game. And uh, any interest in Frank Gore at Green Bay?
0: No. As a flex, maybe, but I think this game script's gonna be a lot different than the one they just played.
2: Alright, so Mike Davis, we love um Elijah Maguire. Jamie likes Elijah Maguire a lot. I wish he were on the show uh to talk about why he likes McGuire and, and Josh Adams. What do you guys think about McGuire and Adams?
0: I, I like them fine as as bench guys. I would much rather have Edo Smith.
1: I'd rather have Edo Smith, rather have Smallwood. Um Maguire played more snaps than Isaiah Crowell last week and he dominated in the fourth quarter when they were down by one score. So the Jets, when they're playing from behind, is gonna be the running back that fantasy owners could feel good about spot starting. I don't know if he's gonna be the next Duke Johnson or you know, probably be closer to Theo Riddick than
2: Duke Johnson. McGuire? Yeah. Well, why are we saying that he's a pass-catching guy? Why would would he be able to, you know, lead the team in rushing?
1: He might be able to do that, too, in a given week. But I think they still like Crowell in that primary role.
2: Who has more upside, McGuire or Adams? Josh Maguire. McGuire. Adams.
0: I – yeah, I guess I'd say McGuire because I don't think there's a situation where Philadelphia gives one guy a majority of the work and McGuire just needs – a Crowell injury to get a majority of the carries?
1: There is a situation where Philadelphia will give a guy the majority of the work, but they won't know it until after the game's going and they realize that one of their guys has a hot hand.
2: Uh, other running backs, Ito Smith we talked about, Cordell Patterson, who, who's a wide receiver slash running back, but it looks like his Like, I'm not picking up Cordell Patterson, right? It has to be a
0: 14-team or deeper league, but I do think, like, we hear from Adam Schefter that Sonny Michel is likely to come back this week. It's still the Patriots.
2: It's true.
1: Sure. That's fair to say. And, and if he goes down, if you picked up Sony Michelle and you've been struggling to get by at running back while he's been missing time, Patterson is probably a stopgap. And now that you can use him at running back on CBS... It's, it's not the worst thing in the world, and there probably won't be much competition to pick him up off waivers.
2: Uh Other running backs to consider, Jamal Williams in what could be a blowout against Miami, maybe get some work.
1: Yeah, he could score. He can do a short yardage touchdown.
2: And we don't know what happens to Aaron Jones after that fumble. We we don't know. That was late in the game. I think Williams was in on the next possession. Um, then I think they were throwing after that. Uh Capri Bibbs, eh, whatever. He had four touches. He did score a touchdown. But he's at Tampa Bay. And Rashad Penny could be in line for, you know, Eight to ten carries, maybe, Rashad Penny? Could be.
1: Could be something like that.
2: All righty. Would you want to pick up Darren Sproles? Any interest there? I've got him in a 26-team league. Nice. Nice.
1: So the deeper the league, the more likely Darren Sproles is worth picking up. And it's half PPR for running backs.
2: Time for a quick and terrible round of Team Name Tuesday. Kittle in the middle, but she got more Mac. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I admire it. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. Yeah. And a nice autumnal sneed. That's good. Have you seen that so, commercial? So like,
0: you looked at the list and realized, man, this is an awful week of team name Tuesday,
2: but let's make sure we still do that. A nice autumnal sneed is funny. Dilly dilly. Okay. Uh, wide receivers. Yeah. I, I, he's 83% owned, but I feel, I'm surprised by that actually. I feel like, uh, Sterling Shepard's gonna score this week. Yep.
1: I don't disagree with you. I think he's a pretty decent flex option. Okay. Yeah,
2: low, low end number two maybe. Yeah, if maybe. anybody drops Shepard or if you see him, you might want to pick him up for this week. He gets seven or eight targets every game, but just about every game. And that, that means money time when you're facing the Niners. Larry Fitzgerald, 78% owned. Traquan Smith, Tyrell Williams, DJ Moore. They're all 66 to 71% owned. Traquan Smith, Tyrell Williams, DJ Moore. Are any of them must-own?
0: I wouldn't go as far as must-own, but I would like to own DJ Moore and Traquan Smith both. How can you go against Tyrell when you've nicknamed him? Well, I mean, I like it when he scores the, the touchdown, but <laughs> the involvement in
1: terms of targets hasn't been great. For no, any of them. but he's he seems to be a target as a deep ball guy and now suddenly in the red zone for good old Phil in the charges offense. That is definitely potent no matter what they decide to do. I don't think he should be your first priority. He might even be closer to your last priority, but if he's out there as a bench guy, I don't hate it. And they do play the Raiders this week. That helps. That's not such a bad thing. He's probably, here's what you do, Adam. You sign up for FanDuel, you get the bonus. You spill the lineup. Tyra Williams is the first guy you put in your lineup this week.
2: Okay. Try, that'd be FanDuel.com slash FFT. Traquan yeah. Smith is facing the Bengals who have allowed 68 yards or a touchdown or both to seven wide receivers in their last three games. Uh, but you could see more running instead of throwing from the Saints this week. I, would you drop Traquan Smith for Marquez Valdez Scantling? Yes. Right. I would rather have MVS.
0: I,
1: I would hope that I had a, a worse player on my roster. You'd rather have MVS than TQS.
2: Yes, Traquan Smith. Anthony Miller, Christian Kirk, Cordero Patterson, John Ross. We've talked about all these guys. We've talked about Maurice Harris and Adam Humphreys. Jamie has Mohamed Sanu on here. He's got the Browns on the road this week. He's 60% owned. He had four catches, 45 yards, and also he had a touchdown called back last week. Uh Sanu, 60% owned. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I
0: think he's pro- likely to outscore John Ross and Cordero this week, but it's just hard to get excited about having him on your team with all the weapons they have in Atlanta. rather
1: have Humphreys.
2: Rather Humphreys? All right. Rather
1: have Adam Humphreys. We, Probably would rather have Maurice Harris, too.
2: I mean, I don't want to believe in Adam Humphreys, but it's compelling evidence. Three out of four games. Very good. Three straight games with eight targets.
0: He, this is their slot guy. The thing about Adam Humphreys historically is eight targets per game for Adam Humphreys would generally translate late to six catches for 45 yards and not a touchdown. Hmm.
1: Sure, I don't want you to buy into him thinking that he's going to score a, one touchdown, much less two. But you can't ignore involvement.
2: Okay, I have Instead a bunch of... of uh...
1: The way that teams defend Tampa Bay, I would imagine they see more zone than anybody else in the league.
2: I have a bunch of whatabouts for you, and you tell me yes or no. What about David Moore? I still like David Moore. Absolutely. Seven
1: targets last week. He just didn't come down with the touchdown, which he's done in his previous games. And uh, Against the Rams, they're going to need to throw a little bit. Okay. Mike Williams. Touchdown or bus guy? I'd rather have David Moore. I'd rather have David Moore, rather have Adam Humphreys, Maurice Harris, all the Fun other fact about, about David Moore. He actually has
0: more targets than Doug Baldwin over the last four weeks.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember when someone on the podcast said or got talked into having David Moore over Doug Baldwin. Michael that Gallup. That didn't work out last week, by the way.
2: Michael but Gallup.
1: That's my guy. But he's going to be the number two receiver in Dallas, and Dallas isn't uh, a zipped-up offense quite yet, so no.
2: Josh Doxson.
0: I think he's probably going to score this week. I hate to say it, but no Paul Richardson, pro- likely no Jamison Crowder. If Chris Thompson and Jordan Reed both play, then I'll lower expectations a little bit, but I think Josh Doxon's probably going to score.
2: Antonio Calloway against Atlanta. Sure. Danny Amendola. Okay. If, if
0: we're throwing darts. Yeah if we are excited and think the Duke Johnson nine target game is the new reality and Jarvis Landry is not going to fall to seven targets like he did last week, but he's going to remain a double digit target guy and David Njoku is going to be involved. There's not any room for anybody else.
2: He had 51 yards on five targets last week. Like could be Njoku that suffers. Could be Calab. Yeah. uh, You could just say no. It's fine. Danny Amendola at Green Bay. Yes. PPR only? PPR only, but yes. Alrighty, tight ends. Do you want to have Vance McDonald if he's available? 75% own against the team that allows the most fantasy points to tight ends, Carolina Panthers.
0: I would rather have Jack Doyle, but he's my next uh, favorite option.
2: Okay. So Doyle one, Vance McDonald two for Heath. Who's, who's two for you, Dave? You got Watson, Uzama.
1: I'll probably go with... Uzama over Watson. But that's with a rest-of-season type of look. I'm worried about Watson in a game where Drew
0: Brees just may not throw very much.
2: Okay, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. And uh, Vernon Davis, we'd like if we were out. Uzama. The, the Saints actually been very good against tight ends. They allow the six fewest fantasy yeah. points to tight ends. Uh, Chris Herndon against Buffalo. Herndon, 66% owned. Led the team in receiving with four catches for 62 yards on four targets. He had three straight games with a touchdown, uh, going into this previous game at Miami. Any interest in Chris Herndon against Buffalo?
1: Sure. He's a, another streaming tight end that you can look at to replace a, uh, a Kyle Rudolph, who you might be without this week.
2: So Tampa Bay allows the second most fantasy points to tight ends. That said, If Jordan Reed plays, are you starting him or or are you okay dropping Jordan Reed? I would drop him for
1: Jack Doyle. Yeah, that's fair. But not for Uzama or for Benjamin Watson. I'm gonna, uh, I I will let myself be suckered into starting Jordan Reed for one more week. Given the matchup, um, given the expectation that Washington will a, not be able to run the ball very effectively, or B, give up on it quickly against Tampa Bay. Uh, I, I will think that he's a candidate for another one of those six, seven-catch games. And maybe somehow he uh, gets discovered in the end zone.
2: And do you have any interest in a Seahawks tight end, Vinette or Dixon?
1: I'd rather have no. Vinette. I'd rather have Vinette too, but I'd rather have... One of the other guys that we talked about.
2: Yeah. I'd rather have, I'd rather have a sandwich. I had a great sandwich yesterday, Dave. Wait, what'd you have? Grilled chicken, roasted red peppers, tomato, avocado, and balsamic. Mm-hmm. Delici- no, Heath, you can't leave yet. We have more to do. Heath's gotta go. He does?
0: I think so. Heath- oh, I thought we were to the sandwich portion of the podcast. Oh, I done.
2: <laughs> DSTs, <laughs> we love the Chargers. Uh, the yeah, that's numero uno. Yeah, the Jets, the Bills, the Packers, Falcons could get some sacks at Cleveland. Saints, yeah, I like Saints. the Jets and Packers. Yeah, the Saints are interesting at Cincinnati without AJ Green. Yes, they are. Good run defense there. Defense playing better as a whole, I'd say. Like, actually, thought they did pretty well against the Rams last week, even though they only scored two fantasy points in in fantasy up thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, but I still think they didn't do that poor. I honestly like. It was a shootout against arguably, you know, the second best offense. I don't know. Uh, and then kickers we talked about Robbie Gold, Jake Elliott, Josh Lambeau, Vinatieri, Badgley, Jason Myers. So we got a little time for emails. Let me find some emails. To- you want some IDPs? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go for it. A couple
1: of defensive linemen. Matthew Ioannidis with Washington has done well the past couple of weeks. He's available in 94% of leagues, but maybe he's already owned in your IDP league. Jack Crawford is not. His last three games have been very nice for Atlanta as they've added him to their defensive line rotation. I've talked about Jerome Baker before. He scored last week, and maybe that'll be what kind of lights him up moving forward in the Dolphins' defense. Matt Judon in in Baltimore. Jayon Brown is uh, another linebacker that you could look at. He plays for the Tennessee Titans. And then four pretty decent defensive backs, TJ McDonald with Miami, uh, especially now that Rashad Jones, I don't know where his mind was after he walked off the field last week. Desmond King, the slot corner for the Chargers, has been getting some great numbers. Justin Reed for the Houston Texans. And Kyle Fuller for the Chicago Bears. All those defensive backs have been putting up some nice fantasy numbers.
2: Email from Dago in Santa Barbara. I just received an offer. I would give Marlon Mack. I would get Carrion Johnson. Uh, You want to keep Mack? Yeah. Man.
0: I'm going to like Marlon Mack more on the weeks that he plays, but he's not healthy right now coming out of the bye and has a terrible matchup this week. Does he? I don't know if it's so terrible. I expect Jacksonville's defense to look like
1: Jacksonville's defense again. Because they're changing their practice. Because they're coming out of the bye and getting healthier. They were banged up. Well, but they were really more banged up in the secondary than they were in the front seven. I don't know, I'm, I'm optimistic about
2: Marlon Mack. Justin from a, a town in Iowa.
1: Uh Let's go with Boston.
2: Okay, so he's in a keeper league. He owns Melvin Gordon. He was offered a trade: give up Chris Godwin, get Austin Eckler. But the one That's thing fine. Nah, but the one thing holding me back is Godwin is a twelfth round keeper next year and tenth the year after, and you can keep subtracting two rounds. Do you, do you uh, believe in Godwin?
1: Do you have any other? Keeper guys that you would pick ahead of Godwin. Like, is Godwin literally your only decent keeper? He might be a 12th round pick next year.
2: Yeah. That's true. I'm making the
1: move. I want to back up Melvin Gordon. Yeah, you can get him
2: back. All right. One more. We'll do one more trade from Dave. Dave in St. Louis. Non-PPR. Oh, what a trade. Mega trade. Non-PPR league. Give up. Todd Gurley. Brandon Cooks. And Peyton Barber. Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks, and Peyton Barber. Get back. Saquon Barkley, Michael Thomas, and Philip Lindsay. Do it. Do it right now. That's a deal.
1: And let the English trade go. chart says so.
2: We're out of here, everybody. That was the waiver wire. We'll come back with some fun stuff on Wednesday for you. Rock the boat. See ya.